Hello. Have you ever traveled and been far away from home? Has it been impossible to get your family on the phone? Have you ever been lonely or a little bit confused or maybe felt? Man, my feet don't fit these Spanish shoes. Well, welcome. Landing spot, you've reached the landing spot. I'll tell you what it's not and what it is. It's not a place of magic and it's not the United States. It's certainly not somewhere you can leave your dirty plates but it is an apartment tucked away in Barcelona and for right now it's where we live and what we call our home join us Landing spot. Hello. Hello. I'm Lauren. I'm Sammy. And you've reached the, the landing, landing spot. spot. Um, you're you're joining us on a Thursday evening. Mm-hmm. Or well, maybe you're not joining us on a Thursday evening, but we're joining you for the time and place of a Thursday evening. <laughs> Which is rare for us. Yeah, but it was right this week. Yes. Um, and we should give a little update on what's been happening. Yes. So, the themes for this week are heartbreak, water, and headstand. And whenever we picked these during our last session, I honestly got like a nervous pit in my stomach and a shiver down my spine whenever we picked heartbreak because... As our listeners know, the pod has been shaping our life. And I think it was just last episode or the episode right before that in which I was sharing about this like fantastic new romance that I've started. And I drew heartbreak and I was like, oh my God, like what's going to happen to me? And I was really worried um, unnecessarily because I was like, everything is, everything is solid. And... Um, I have to say, in between our last episode and this episode, I've experienced a massive heartbreak, and it was in a way I just entirely wasn't expecting. Aww. (laughs) Okay, everyone, listeners, big announcement. Uh, Sammy has decided not to return to Barcelona for a second year, and that means that Lauren and Sammy are (laughs) quote-unquote breaking up the dynamic duo... (laughs) I'm so upset. But we don't want to call it a breakup because we want to reframe that. And I don't know what we're going to call it instead. But it is a certain heartbreak for both of us. And we're going to treat it like you would treat a breakup. (laughs) With ice cream and chocolate and tears and laughter. um, And all the emotions that go with any kind of heartbreak. I've been eating chocolate pudding like nonstop. (laughs) 
<laughs> let us let us comment on the amazing homemade pudding you've been making for yourself. It is avocado, banana, vegan, healthy chocolate pudding. Because my favorite type of breakup food is chocolate breakup food that you can convince yourself is healthy. <laughs> Incredible. Um, but I just have to say I'm devastated. And... It was interesting whenever we wrote these themes for like what the last year was. And I mean, whenever I picked this theme last week too, I was like, ugh, I don't want to tell this heartbreak story. Like I'm in the beginning of like a new romance, new love. Like I don't want to talk about heartbreak. Um, But lo and behold, the time has come to talk about heartbreak. And I think there's a couple of things that are just important to think about when, like, thinking about this. So I've already shared that um, when I moved here, I had broken up with a partner that I had been with at the time and my previous roommate who I had been with at the time who were, like, my people. And, like, the, you know, they were the ins and outs of my day. They held my stories. They were the ones I processed with. They, like, life is lived in the details. And, like, they knew all the details. And to move to an entirely foreign country and not speak the language and not know anyone at my job and basically have no idea what was going on ever, um, I didn't realize the profound loss of connection that mm-hmm. was to go from having people who just like listened to everything day mm-hmm. in and day out to of course those people still existed in the world but it wasn't the same as the proximity of just having them near and it was so hard for me last year to not have roommates who were Mm -hmm. like soulmate friends like my previous roommate shout out Mel is (laughs) one of those rare soulmate friends and um I didn't even realize how lonely I was like how true I knew it was hard I spent looking through my journals most of my journals are about connection and like from the first year like how connection is made and how it's lost and what it means and I was in like such a period of like mourning and new growth and I felt like I felt like those lawns that like were all dirt that had just been planted and they were like tiny little things of grass coming up and it was like so delicate and if you stepped on it everything would be crushed super raw yeah and I just didn't know which grass was gonna grow and I didn't know I didn't know where I was at and um I didn't even realize like how lonely and how much I was struggling until you came into my life, Sammy Ginsburg. Oh my God. That's so sweet. And I want to give a shout out to everyone who was my friend my first year that I was here because I just made it sound like none of you existed. And I would like to acknowledge that you all existed and made my life profoundly better. So I'm being very dramatic. But I also just know for me, having a roommate that I can count on and rely on is quintessential to be like my healthy, happiest, fullest self. Like I need someone I can come home to. I need someone I can talk to. I need someone I can debrief all the tiny nuances of my day that I don't expect you to listen to if you don't live with me. (laughs) So thank you friends from my first year. You exist (laughs) and I appreciate you. (laughs) But it was just like that idea of like we were 
going to start a partnership. <laughs> We're in a partnership. We're in a partnership. When Sammy and I decided to be roommates and like whenever we just embarked on this whole adventure, we like knew it was right whenever it became an inconvenience to not live together. Like yep. I remember when we would be like, yes. why are we going back to different houses? This makes no sense. Exactly. Um, and as much as you wanted to hold dear to the, your commitment to living with non-English speakers... I honor you for that, but I'm very glad that you caved eventually and decided to give me a shot. The universe was like, what are you doing? Like, we have, like, pre- we have, like, packaged up and delivered you the perfect roommate for you, and what Let the record mean? reflect that I asked you and waited patiently for you to change your mind. You did. You were, like, the essence of patience, and I was so stubborn. And I mean, poor you, I really feel like all of the disasters that you went through in your housing happened because I didn't agree to be your roommate right no, away. No, it wasn't because of you, but they happened for a reason. I mean, so that we could be together. the universe was like, come on, Lauren, we can't keep messing this up for Sammy. Like, hurry up and change your mind. I really feel personally responsible oh for those. I you think don't, if I, I that's think, hilarious. I think if I would have agreed to be your roommate, none of that would have happened. Oh my God. Sorry, Sammy. <laughs> Thank you, universe. <laughs> You've told everyone on the pod of like your oh, yeah, 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 your time through the housing here story. and going through that. Yeah. So anyway, yes. so yeah, and I mean, when Sammy and I moved in, it was like it was just, I mean, insta chemistry. Mm-hmm. It was our home. It was our home. It is our home. Yeah. I'm not ready to use past tense verbs. We're going to use past and present. We're sitting at our kitchen table. It is our home. And we've developed a beautiful home and like a beautiful roommateship and partnership and friendship. And like I'm, I'm, I was. The best way I can say it is I'm 100% supportive of you and your decisions and doing the things you need to do. And I'm 100% devastated. Mm. And, like, both of those are true. I'm 100% fair. <laughs> both regards. I see and acknowledge both sides. And I am just uh, relentlessly grateful for your support. And also my heart breaks with your heart. Mm. I have my own heartbreak, but then I heart- get heartbroken watching you feel and experience heartbreak. So it's just a lot, it's a lot of broken hearts all around. Um, but I do want to say that it's, it's uh, the most, like the most depthful honor ever to be the person that you come home to and share all of the, <laughs> the ridiculous stories with, and think things through. And we have like our own little mini therapy sessions on an almost daily basis. We do, and we talk theory and literature and. Of course, that is going to be something that both of us are going to miss. But I also believe that our bond is eternal. And we have just planted not just seeds, but like gardens within each other's souls. Mm. And like, I'm going to continue to learn from all the gifts you've given me. And I hope vice versa is true for you. Of course. And that's just how I have to, that's how I have to look at it. Yes. And um, I think like, absolutely, we have... What, what's the wicked quote? Um, I have because I knew you. <laughs> I have been changed for good. <laughs> yeah, not just... Yeah, not... Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You can recall any wicked quote you want anytime. Yeah, that was perfect. Thank you. Um, and 
I think, like, one of the things that, like, I was really struggling with whenever this news came out, which it's been, like, five days. Yeah, not even a week. And it was, like, the idea that at first I was just, like, why am I being so dramatic? Like, this isn't my romantic partner. Like, this isn't a breakup. Like, I felt like, I felt like our, like, friend group was, like, you're her friend. Like, be supportive. It's going to be just fine. And I was, like, I am supportive, but, like, I need this to be socially acknowledged as a breakup because my partner (laughs) is leaving me. And I would just like to acknowledge for anyone out there who's gone through a friend breakup, your pain is real. And just because society doesn't fully acknowledge it doesn't mean that you're crying in the morning or late at night is not valid because it is. Oh my god. The depth of your love is just so amazing and incredible that I I just don't even know what to say or do about it because it just means so much to me. I know that it is a measure of your love. <laughs> it was, it's so true. I mean, luckily I had had a therapy session like right after you dropped the news and I was like, thank God I scheduled this. And my fantastic therapist was just like, you need to show her how upset you are because like you can't, like you can't deny her like the opportunity to see how much you care. And that's what you would be doing if you tried to just bottle it up and just be supportive. Mm-hmm. And um, that was like pretty incredible advice because I, I feel agree. like, I don't know if it's American culture or like just like the way I grew up, but I feel like the idea of like really embracing and expressing negative emotions is sometimes difficult for me because mm-hmm. I feel like they should be fixed or like I feel like I'm not being a good friend if I'm like telling you that I'm mad at you or like I'm not being a good friend if I'm like showing you how sad I am and like I really like that it was reframed as like no like the stuff of real relationships is built on real strong emotions Mm -hmm. and like show those Mm -hmm. and so I so appreciate all the space you've held for me to just be like I'm furious at you right now but I love you (laughs) and to be like I'm so like what's going on I want to hear everything like I'm excited for you and I'm nervous for you and being like devastated and I would like to just own the fact that I'm being a complete drama queen about this because you're no, leaving and I'm the making whole it about of emotions. <laughs> but this feels this feels like a very important part of my story and this is your this is your heartbreak story this is my heart and this is your story. spotlight so take it up <laughs> so I'm upset <laughs> I love you so much You know, I've told you this so many times. You're the reason why I've been able to stay for all of this time. And it's been so many devastating heartbreaks for me over and over and over again this year. Just so much instability. And you've provided that warm embrace literally and physically and spiritually mm-hmm. every time I needed it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's a testament to our amazing partnership that both of us are feeling such wide gamuts of emotion at the idea of not being together. Yes. And like you said, something really beautiful. Um, I hope it's okay that I share it. And you were like, I want to return back to the U.S. and like create a home like we've created here. And like one of the things that's on my mind as we move forward into the next pieces of our life is like just all of the skills that any partnership 
mm-hmm. affords you and mm-hmm. like that idea of like creating a house like building a community like setting up a life here like all of the skills that we've like helped each other with and engaged with each other and learned from each other's strengths are things that like we get to carry with us exactly and like it's one of those things where I feel like sometimes I've heard people talk about relationships (laughs) again this makes it sound like we're dating but I've heard people (laughs) talk about relationships where like it wasn't worth it or like what was it all for and like I just truly believe that like you get in what you get out what you put in Mm -hmm. and like even if at the end of the day the partnership breaks up we're lucky because the friendship will still be strong yeah which is a little different than romantic breakups in many cases but even though like the partnership is breaking up all like everything that we put in we're and we're both all in yeah we've always been all in because both of us have depended on each other for survival being out here in a foreign country yes and even though i'm profoundly sad i regret nothing I would do it all again, girlfriend. Oh, so amazing. <laughs> Thank you, honey. And I like wanted to return back to what you were saying about how what great advice you got from your therapist about feeling all of your emotions and like for me as someone who is who looks up to Brene Brown as a god on earth who talks all about shame and vulnerability and like what true courage is is sharing your deepest fears and and like coming to you're speaking the the honest truth about the things that you feel that you want to hide and cover up. And I, I'm just so, oh, I'm like proud of you for the way that you've been expressing your emotion. You're not like doing it in a way that's emotionally manipulative or bottling in a way that would feel unhealthy and then maybe explosive. Like you totally are just expressing how you feel. And it's, it's, it's always has a dual, it's, oh, sorry, I'm not as eloquent tonight as I, Usually, yeah, but it is both I support you and it is I'm angry at you. Yeah. <laughs> but all at the end of the day, I love you. Yes. It's all forms of love. Just it's some all. forms of love come in support <laughs> and some forms of love come in anger. Yeah. But if you receive them all as love, that do. And if that good. is one small way that I've impacted you as your friend, as someone who just really honors how important it is to be vulnerable and speak the truth like I just feel really good about that you should carry that with you forever the ultimate thing that I like (laughs) needed to learn right and I have to say I've been like with my close friends that I've shared the news with I've been um nervous that like people were just gonna be like it's just a friend like you're gonna be fine and no one has said that to me everyone has been like of course you're upset like of course you're heartbroken and um I think that's a testament to the amazing people around me and also (laughs) like even people who I wasn't necessarily expecting like a whole ton of empathy from like immediately asked the question like how are you doing but like this has to be hard for you we know how you feel about Sammy (laughs) that one was my favorite I was like I know everyone knows that I love her everybody knows (laughs) everybody knows And so... God, we're so lucky. I know. We're so fucking lucky. But that was just another thing that I took away from this is that, like, I really do think that people are more understanding a lot of times than we mm-hmm. give them credit for. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm. So, I guess the other thing, too, is all of my friends my first year who I wasn't, like, opening up to or utilizing in the ways that I could have, as we've talked about before... <laughs> Thank you for being there for me still as my friend. 
<laughs> as I now open up to you and share more things. <laughs> Anything else you want to say on heart heartbreak? No, I'm heartbroken. The whole world knows it. Let's move on. <laughs> okay, honey. Um, so the next um, word on the for the evening is water. And I know that I wrote this, and I have a few things that I would like to say. Please feel free to interject. So, um, for those of you that don't know, Barcelona water is different than water than I've experienced, at least in my part of Connecticut in the U.S., and something that I uh, experienced when I went, when I got here and started showering here and drinking the water here is I just noticed it was really harsh on my hair and my skin. Um, and my hair started falling out in globs so did all mine. summer. I was very concerned. Yeah. I, and so I was avoiding showering in the really hot summer months because every time I'd get in the shower, I'd like form a wig with all the hair that would fall to the bottom of the drain and the thing is that's like from my experience of people coming over from the u.s that i know like that's a pretty normal response that happened to me i lost like a third of my hair and was like having <sighs> dreams of i was having nightmares of being yeah, bald same moved here. same i was <laughs> like looking my, for bald spots yeah when my mom came for winter break she said that the same thing happened to her i mean she didn't lose she was only here for like a week mm, but whenever we were talking about it she was like wow i lost so much more hair and the shower than is normal. Mm. So it has slowly been getting better. I've gotten a few haircuts that have definitely helped. And whenever I go to my hair salon, they put me in a, um, a condition mask. It makes everything feel a lot better. Um, but then I also know that you've shared about your skin changing. Yeah. <clears throat> Probably mostly hormonal, but right. I do think water has to do with that as I well. I definitely think water impacts that. <laughs> um, and there was this one hilarious time in the summer when I started to come on to the fact that it could be the water and I bought one of those so our waters that we buy are a little over six liters I bought one that was eight liters and poured it into a bucket and then showered my hair (laughs) sorry bathed my hair in this bucket of cold water the most expensive hair wash (laughs) literally the most expensive shower I've ever taken (laughs) I did notice a difference so theory proven um but yeah I wouldn't wouldn't do that again that was stupid I mean no it wasn't it was an experiment it was science (laughs) but um I would like to say after almost two years of being here my hair feels like luscious and thick and healthy again and so one of the things that I can't totally tease out or figure out is the difference between what was the water and what was stress and what Mm. was the combination of stress plus the water yeah um but I know I was not alone many my roommates in the hostel were like worried about hair loss people at work I remember Mm -hmm. you know there's like that thing where it's like whatever you're self-conscious about or like pay attention to all of a sudden shows up everywhere so there was a period of time whenever I started looking at how much hair was on people's clothing because like whenever you lose hair it like falls on your clothing and I was going through a period of time where like I was losing more hair than I'd ever lost in my life and like my clothing sometimes would have like hair in it like I had never experienced before was it for you broken hair or was it full-length hair I thought it 
was full length hair, but it turned out it was because my hair was short. It mm. turned out it was broken mm-hmm. more so. Yeah, for me that's what it was. It was little teeny hot, like, tiny hairs. Broken. No, mine felt hair. like it was like I thought I was losing it full from strands. the root. And mm. I mean, I did get I did get thinning like on the mm. top of my head. I remember in this weird lighting, I was like, whoa, I can like see my scalp more than normal. And that's when Ooh. I started having dreams the about dreams. being bald <laughs> and the, the joys of moving to random plate like random foreign places that you can't just know you just don't know Mm -hmm. um but anyway yeah so I conducted for like at least a month and a half I no one knew that I was studying the amount of hair that was on their clothing trying to figure out how much was normal and a couple of a couple other co-workers finally I you know also I had like no one to talk to about this this is before we were roommates wait sorry friends that existed you existed but I didn't I was worried I didn't want to talk to them about this because this is neurotic who studies the amount of (laughs) hair on people's clothing (laughs) and so I was like secretly like collecting data not really but in my mind and it turned out finally I said something to one of our co-workers and she was like I've been losing hair and so has this other person and so has this other person and I was like I could have said this months ago instead of like being worried that I was like over here in Barcelona alone losing hair vulnerability lessons vulnerability lessons I know look where I've come come. so far maybe that's why my hair is now luscious Um, but I, I do think it's just important to know where you are to check the water because like I also, the water here, people drink it. I thought it would be fine. I tried drinking it whenever I first moved here. Um, and again, like my fantastic therapist who's from here was like, no, actually like a lot of foreigners who come, their bodies aren't accustomed to the water and it has like wreaked havoc on their endocrine systems Mm -hmm. or on, you Mm -hmm. know, on other other things that they didn't see and so we do drink bottled water now which whenever I moved here I scoffed at people doing that because (laughs) I'm so sorry earth like I'm so sorry that we've created something where we're now drinking water out of plastic bottles which probably has plastic bits in it Mm -hmm. I mean I don't even want to think about it but we both have noticed I've noticed a massive difference yeah even to the point where when we're at work and they fill up the water pitchers for the teachers to drink in the staff lounge and it's filled up with the water fountain I notice a difference that day versus if I drink the bottled water out of the plastic bottles yeah and this isn't to say like uh, um people who are born and raised in Barcelona like the water is fine right like, the, I mean the water is clean yeah, it's not you toxic by any it. means no, it's no, just no. different yeah yeah and it's it's um harsher yeah it has more heavier. calcium and also more chlorine and yeah more. yeah um, and then the other little piece of water knowledge that I want to bring to light, because I'm sure a lot of people who listen to the pod can relate to this. Um, when you're a teacher, it isn't possible to not be dehydrated. Have you experienced this? I mean, I just have a water bottle with me. I keep a water bottle with me, but it's like, I always have to pee. This happened to me today. <laughs> I had to step out of my classroom and ask a teacher to like, hey, can you come watch my kids for a second? I'm going to pee my pants and then dart off to the bathroom and come back. So sometimes I have to plan the times in the day when I can, like, uh, what's the word? (laughs) Chug water. Chug a ton of water and then PPP and then go several stretches of hours where I don't drink anything and then do the same thing later in the afternoon. I mean, just like sipping casually throughout the day doesn't work for me. No, then I have to pee. I would like it to be acknowledged that teaching is a profession where whenever you have bodily needs, it's like somewhat embarrassing that you need to ask someone (laughs) to come cover your class. 
And if you are lucky enough to be in a school, well, I mean, I like our schedule, but if you're in a school with a regular schedule, you can like sometimes get on like regular body times for like body functions mm. but we work on a six-day rotating schedule and every day is every different, day is different. Yeah. and so like it's just there's not necessarily times of the day whenever it's like regular thing does not exist and there's been so many times like as a teacher you need good friends who have <laughs> periods off and the periods that you have to teach yeah. you can come in and cover your class when all of a sudden you're like bathroom <laughs> and every time it happens, I'm like, I do have to say, part of me is like, I wish I worked in a job where like I could just like go take care of my body without it being a problem for everyone else. <laughs> no, this is a real problem for me. I can't tell you how many times I've come home from work and I'm not only dehydrated, but I I have to run to the bathroom because I have to urinate so bad. Yeah. I mean, I've just, I really firmly believe in order for us to be in our soft spots and able to teach, we need to take care of ourselves first. And so, I don't yes. know, I think I do stay pretty hydrated, and I, Good we for have, you, like, friend. five minutes. You need to get better at that, then. Yeah, we have five minutes between class that, like, I'll run to the bathroom if I need to, and I just, like, if I'm thirsty, I'm going to drink water, and if I need to go to the bathroom, someone will cover my class, but I feel like I can usually plan around it. That's great. It's always been a struggle. Um, okay, I have a real-life question for you, friend, and you are welcome to say that now is not the moment. But we mostly talked about my heartbreak, even though this is your big decision. Is there anything, like, you want to talk through around, like, what was going on in your mind? Like, is there anything you want to share now? Or, like, where are you at in that processing? Yeah, and I, I mean, I feel like we need to make time for that to happen on the pod and this could possibly be revisited and continued when I feel a little bit more clear and confident talking about it. Yeah. Um, but I think for now, just for people who are going to find out through the pod for the first time, I just want to say that this was not an easy, easy decision to come to. And it has everything to do with me taking care of my mental health and nothing to do with Lauren <laughs> and nothing to do with the oh landing God. spot and very little to do with my amazing job at my school that I love. And just, so much of the trauma that I've been through this year has not been able to be like fully processed and um, I feel called to my family and to my my original home um, to have that time to regroup um, and I feel I do feel very heartbroken about this decision but I know I, I also know that it feels right for right now it like it seems like one of the things you're talking about is like the importance to be held and healed by mm. your community. Mm-hmm. And like from the losses I experienced last year with my student and my grandma, the thing that was the most difficult for me was grieving alone. Because mm. even though you have a community here, mm-hmm. we're not a community that's grieving with you. Right. And so that. I mean, it was like you put it best where Sarah didn't exist in this world and so her loss is not profoundly felt. Totally. Whereas in the world that you inhabit and live and grow up in, that loss is profoundly felt. And Mm -hmm. like there is something so beautiful about being able to share grief with people that like there's something transformative about sharing pain. Totally. And it feels like um, being so far away has been a nice long escape from the reality of 
the, the new world that I'm going to have to figure out, like a world without Sarah um, and a world without my grandpa. And I, I'm, I'm not able to be here and be committed to being my best self here until that work is done. I guess I'm not sure how else to say it. I think that's really beautiful where it's like the real challenge for you is to go home and face that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, more on that to come. I think I want to talk a little bit more about it, but still wow. so much unknown and so much raw and so many people still don't quite know yet and aren't going to understand and yeah I think I need to get a little bit more clear on how I want to help people understand like where my head has been and where I am now you understand yeah (laughs) we've had extensive conversations about it for you know a long time just you've been there to hold my grief and I was going to say as in best friend mode my official opinion is like it's not your job to make other people understand it's very considerate mm. of you, but like I don't think you owe that to anyone. That's true. And I mean, from witnessing just like the process that you've gone through and like being true to yourself, like as your best friend, I am like humbled and awed at this decision that you made with such bravery and boldness and courage because it is not an easy thing to start something and say this isn't what I wanted this isn't working for me and I'm going to do something else Mm. there are very few people in this life who (sighs) who take who make decisions like that and really follow through with them and um just knowing that like you're going where you need to go for your heart is I think just profoundly inspiring. Thank you so much. So that was so sweet. Yeah. I would like the world to also know that I'm a hundred percent supportive and on your and team and have your back. And Oh yeah, and I'm I'm extremely and angry. <laughs> and like so upset. Perfect. And so like your biggest fighter. If anyone says a bad word, like watch out. <laughs> I love you. Love you too. And um, one last thing, small disclaimer, because I know that some of my friends from our school are going to be listening to this and you're going to get find out this way. Um, I've decided to tell my students on the last mm. week of school, so if you could please do your best to keep it to yourself, um, I want to tell them in a special way, because I think it's going to be hard. Yeah. More heartbreak. More heartbreak warfare coming down. It Pike. is. That is more heartbreak. And another really interesting aspect of teacher life, which is just, like, the transparency with students. Yeah, and how um, intertwined we can become in their lives. I know that I'm beloved by my kids. I feel a little pompous saying that. Hashtag humble. (laughs) But it's true. I've witnessed it. It's true. I love the shit out of them. They also love you unconditionally yeah and I think it's because of the amazing vulnerability and like the 100% you that you bring to your classroom every day yeah they've seen me at my best and they have seen me at my worst and they love me anyway and now they're not gonna see you at all (laughs) I feel like saying what is dead may never die (laughs) what is dead may never die there we go (laughs) came up yes um, how are you feeling about transitioning into our yoga for the evening? It's time to transition. Yes. 
And the yoga pose for this evening is headstand. And Lauren has so bravely volunteered herself to do this. Oh, the, the new shoes are coming off. The new shoes are coming off, it's true. <laughs> um, okay, so there are two ways to set up headstand. And I'm gonna do the one that's more of a tripod tonight. So right now I'm setting my palm, my hands on the ground with like my palms spread out and I'm going to bring my head down to the ground so that the crown of my head is forming a triangle. Is this the best place for me to stand hands. to support you? Like to spot you? Yeah. Okay, great. That's I'm ready great. to catch you if need be. Um, wonderful. I think it's going to be just fine. <laughs> okay, so I'm moving up into a tripod. So right now my knees are resting on my elbows and I'm totally upside down. All the weight is on my hands and arms. And I'm slowly just going to bring my feet and legs up together towards the ceiling. And here we are in headstand. Oh, you Your turn gorgeous. to talk, Sammy. You make it look so easy, friend. You just shot right up. And I know that that requires a lot of core muscle to hug those knees all the way in and then straighten them all the way up. It's true. It's, it's funny gorgeous. because I've now come down. It's funny because a lot of times inversions, like whenever I was first starting, I thought they had to do with arm strength. Mm. Um, but most balance poses have to core. do with core strength, mm -hmm. which, is, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. And flexibility. Yeah. Um, okay, so one of the things that I love about headstand is that it just literally flips everything upside down and gives you a new perspective. <laughs> and sometimes in life, that's just what needs to happen. It's yeah. like you need to flip upside down and just see things in a new way. Mm -hmm. And a big thing that's really required in order to do headstand well is balance and trust in yourself. Um, there was a period of time where I knew I was strong enough and had the balance to do headstand but was terrified to do it in the middle of the room because I was just so afraid I was going to fall. Mm. And I think that one of the things that really showed me I feel like the amount that I've grown since I've been here is whenever you told me that you were leaving my immediate response was trust that everything was going to be okay mm -hmm. and that wow. is like profound for me Hopefully. I'm like prone for to being anxious and overthinking things and the fact that I was just like everything is going to be okay mm -hmm. and I have the abilities and capacities to figure out what's going to come next. Oh my god, that's huge. And the whole world got flipped upside down, and all of a sudden it was just like, now I'm looking for a new roommate. Like, now, you know, I had this idea in my mind of, like, what next year would look like, and, like, how easy it would be, and how we'd be in this whole routine, and now, like, everything is going to be new and different. And although I'm profoundly sad and mad at you for leaving and think you should stay... I'm also, <laughs> but also that you should leave because that's what you want. I'm also like excited for the adventure that's going to come for me because yes. all of a sudden there's all of these new opportunities. Mm -hmm. Which you wouldn't have gotten unless I had flipped your world upside down. You flipped my world upside down. <laughs> but actually I was thinking about how when you're in headstand, 
all the blood is rushing to your head. And I know that some yoga classes you may start with a headstand and then also maybe end with a headstand. Um, and I don't know, at least for me, um, I'm only able to do it at the end of the class. Like I have to be really, really warmed up and revved to go. Otherwise I'll get so lightheaded that I can't even participate in the rest of the class. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, and I'm still, my, my headstand game is not as strong as your headstand game. Um, I'm more comfortable if I can do it up against a wall. I still have those like little, little supports for myself. And fears, you can see, like, oh, well, I only want to do it at the end of the class. I can only do it with a wall. Um, so, no, that's just interesting to me. I'm thinking about, like, I'm still finding those aspects of my strength that I know are there. I mean, I, I, I acknowledge that this decision to, and I'm going to call it, like, the decision to break your heart <laughs> required a lot of trust in our friendship. And in our partnership. Yeah. Um, and I, I still have those fears. Like, I still, I still fear, like, something that I, I'm working on letting go is the fear of losing you and the fear of letting you down. And, and I think in, in a way it does, but not in a way that would ever make it so that I'd lose you. No. That we're we're soul twins like we are bonded on such deeper levels that go beyond like our physical bodies absolutely. and this physical iteration of ourselves absolutely and I mean I think that at the end of the day when it, the way trust is built and kept is by and like the way strong relationships are built is by like truly following what's in your heart and like you would let me down way more if you chose to stay and didn't want to be here the whole time than if you were clear on the fact that you wanted to leave and left. Like, mm-hmm. our our friendship and any relationship can only be as good as we each are individually. Aww. And, like, in order for you that. to give... Yeah, and in order for you to be good, like, you need to go. Yeah. And I see that, and I honor that, and I totally support that. Can I tackle you in a hug? Yeah. I love you, I love you too. Okay, let's pick our next card. Next card. I need a love fest. <laughs> okay, these better be good effing cards, because if we do something like heartbreak again, I don't even want to know what the next two weeks are going to bring. You picked the theme. Oh my god, come on, theme. Give me something good. Something good. I'm like so terrified. I want to go up from here. (laughs) Please. (laughs) Please. Whew. Control. Control. Hmm. Oh, I picked yoga pose. Tree pose. All right. And last but not least, our food. Is spaghetti squash. Oh my gosh. So next week we're coming at you with control, spaghetti squash, and tree pose. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.